In a dank cell in the bowels of Sing Sing Penitentiary, Alison Vijant woke with a start. Her eyes snapped open and she inhaled quickly, as though she'd forgotten to breathe for a moment. The memory of pain scarred her. Her recollections of every perversion Hannibal had inflicted upon her were horribly lucid. Her body was stiff and sticky with dried and flaking blood where he had cut her, where he had fucked her, where he had torn into her with his mouth and hands and cock. But she wasn't in pain. Her mind was the only thing that was scarred. She felt none of her wounds as she began to move, to tear herself up from the blood-stained, rancid cement floor. The cell was dark. She was well aware of that. And yet Alison could see every detail in the textured concrete walls, every speck of spattered blood on floor and walls and bunk. Oh, Jesus! No! She whispered to herself, and the tiniest modulation of her voice was audible to her. No! She screamed and clamped her hands over her ears, squeezed her eyes shut. She didn't want to feel, to hear, to see. Alison Vigeant wanted very badly to be dead. After what Hannibal had done to her, death was the only escape. But the barbaric son of a bitch hadn't even allowed her that. She looked down at her naked body, at her plump breasts, hanging a little too low for perfection, at the large dark circles of her nipples, at her belly where it rounded slightly before dropping off to the small patch of pubic hair she'd left intact when she'd first shaved the rest several years before. All her bones were whole, her skull no longer pounding from where it had cracked, her breast smeared with blood but otherwise unmarred, spattered red on the unbroken white skin of her abdomen, her sex open ever so slightly, but not torn asunder as it had been. He'd ripped her open. Alison didn't bother trying to choke back the sobs that tore from her throat. There was no camera on her now, no celebrity spotlight for which to submerge her emotions and instincts. She heaved in huge gasps of air she no longer needed, and let them out again in long, keening wails. Blood welled up in the corners of her eyes, and she panicked at first, before realizing what they were. Tears. She started to laugh then, and even as she heard the cackling sound emerging from her own mouth, Alison recognized that she had begun to go mad. Alison had never wanted this. Immortality had been hers for the asking, and she had turned away from it at every step. She had never wanted the pain and horror that came from being one of them. They might have gained amazing abilities, but they had lost so much. So much. But if the day had come when age frightened her enough, when the concept of death was too close at hand, that she had chosen to live forever, it should have been will. It should have been will with her, holding her close in an act of love, the way it had been those years ago for Peter and Megan. Poor Megan. Hannibal had taken everything from Alison, and that was the worst. The agony and the humiliation were beyond the limits of human endurance. He had killed her, after all. But he'd stolen more than her dignity and self-respect, more than her confidence in herself. Hannibal had stolen the essence of her relationship with Will. There was love, yes, but there was also a respect and self-determination that they would never have again. You bastard, she whispered between gasping sobs. Only after she'd said it did she realize she was talking to Will, not to Hannibal. Hannibal was a monster. When she killed him, and she would, Alison intended to make him suffer as much as she could, 
Yet she knew that it would never approach her own level of suffering. He didn't have the heart for it, didn't care enough about anything to feel much beyond the physical. But Will hadn't come for her. She knew it was unfair the moment the thought came to her, but Alison couldn't help it. He hadn't been there to stop it from happening. A part of her blamed him and she felt ashamed. Hannibal had violated her in one long nightmare, done things that sanity, by its own definition, would force her to forget, if she wasn't determined to remember. She lived in the shadows now, was one of them, and her body did not bear the scars of the abominations he had visited upon her, but her heart and soul were scarred by them. They existed in her mind and always would. My God, she growled to herself, staring at the splashes of blood on the floor. He'll pay.